Welcome to the Works Podcast by RoofWorks. Thank you so much for being back with us. I'm Jason Kong here with Holly Bowers. We've got Derwin Manus in the studio and Carrie Gerald as well. And we're going to be talking about multifamily homes and basically what every HOA needs to know about their roof for a multifamily home because this is a major investment. And Holly, I want to start with you because you've experienced a lot of this on the front lines. You've seen some good decisions. You've seen some poor decisions. Let's start off because this is such a a unique topic for an HOA. This is a very, very big investment, a big decision. What is your advice for approaching a decision like this? Well, I think this day and age, things are quite a bit different than they used to be. First, first things first, we're in a period of inflation, and everything is a lot more expensive than it used to be. With the HOAs, they work off of budgets. So they do pre-planning 5, 10, 15 years out, trying to get them prepared for when it is time for replacement, which now it needs to be taken very seriously because things are a lot more expensive. Derwin, give us your overview as well, because again, this is such a unique field and again, a, a critical decision and one that can have a lasting impact on budget, not just for a single year, but looking out 10, 20 years. Yes, we, Jason, we've dealt with multifamily pretty much since our beginning as a company. And that's on something as simple as one small repair to multiple repairs with that property over a course of, let's say, 10 to 15 years that we may deal with that particular HOA and and that particular property. So we can see it from that end and see the needs that develop over time. And we've seen how poor workmanship was done prior to us arriving on that property. And so that builds a, a sort of a lesson and a design that we can offer to that HOA and say, this is what needs to be done in a future re-roof project. And, and we try to stress that with every project that we go and bid, and we say, this is what is necessary to do the best for you as homeowners. Because they are homeowners. They're living in, in that, and they have a lot of cost and a lot of investment in it. And if it's done wrong, Holly was mentioning that, if it's done wrong, they are under the gun because, you know, they're not going to be in a situation where insurance or selling the, the house is an option for them. They're sort of stuck. And costs mount up quite excessively in HOA. And then they're chasing that leak and they're chasing those problems. And a bad decision with them is really critical. So we're, we're passionate about it because we don't want them to make a mistake. We want them to make the right choice. Yeah, and I'll chime in on that. So the way that the covenants are wrote for HOAs are very different. So some most HOA, HOAs are responsible for the roofs. Homeowners are responsible for the interior work. So if you have a roof leak on an HOA, the HOA pays for the roof leak, but they don't pay for the interior damage, which also causes, as you can tell, a lot of confusion back and forth because maybe the homeowner will get upset because they didn't take care of the roof or there was a roof leak. They don't want to pay $500 to get the inside of their ceiling painted. So that's another complicated factor to play into it. Um, and we've got Carrie in here too. So as 
Derwin said, Carrie's kind of played every role as far as doing the installation, being a project manager. Now he's internal running the schedule and operations for the multifamily side as well. So I'm going to let him kind of put his two cents on it just to kind of talk more in depth about the whole installation process because that's a whole nother key there. You're not just dealing with one single family homeowner. You've got multiple homeowners out there. So not only are you doing a big tear off, you have how many units, 120 units, 50 buildings, cars, kids, all sorts of things going on. So it's it's a lot more intense than your normal single family roof. Yeah, I want to bring you in here, Carrie, because I thought Derwin made a really good point that I think it's easy to kind of view these as investments or some sort of thing that exists on paper. But this is, you know, as he said, this is someone's home. This is where they live. And that's so important for the person who's there. And I want to get your perspective on, on the crew aspects of things of I know you've come into situations where maybe a good installation wasn't done and what that means for you and for uh, these HOAs when it comes to having to get this fixed. Yeah, there's uh, several different things to look at. First is during the project, during the tear-off, like Holly was saying, it is these people's homes. They have kids. They have dogs. We're tearing off hundreds of squares on a building of shingles and putting them back on. We've got to be very careful that we get all the trash up, all the nails. That way no nobody runs over a nail in the driveway no kid steps on a nail no dog steps on a nail anything like that that could injure one of them going off of that for the installation part we deal a lot with going back on repairs fixing i would say flashings on walls it may be one unit that they didn't change the flashing on but it's affecting the neighbor unit and it's causing them interior damage, in which Holly was saying that, you know, interior damage is on the homeowners most of the time. So it wasn't even their roof that had that issue, but the neighbors that caused their their problem that they have to pay for. And not replacing the pipe boots or using a low-quality pipe boot or a vent on a roof. I mean, we've, we've repaired thousands of vents and pipe boots that was installed incorrectly or just not up to par. That's a a lot of cost on a homeowner for a brand new roof that they got. Yeah, that can create quite a bit of pain. And again, I think if you're the HOA looking at a spreadsheet and you think, okay, you know, um, I've got my investment here and I want to keep costs down as low as I can. And I want to go with maybe a lower bid, but that can sometimes lead to shortcuts. And you see the pain involved when someone is taking a shortcut with an installation. Yes, whether it be the underlayment they use, whether it be the flashings or the vents or the boots or the shingle themselves, that's a big decision they have to they have to make and then make sure that it gets done during the process of the project. So if someone is looking to make an investment and in having a roof installed or maybe they are in need of some repairs, do you have any advice for what they should be looking for? You know, hopefully, maybe they've already made the decision and the roof is currently being installed and maybe they want a second opinion. What what, what would be your advice? I would say the, the biggest piece of advice I could give is making sure that all vents, boots, and flashings are changed. Anytime you put a nail through one of them, it causes a hole. So if they're going to reuse them, then that means that hole is still there through the vent, through the roof decking itself, and they're just covering it up. So just make sure that all of them get changed out in the process. And Holly, this can create this sort of budgetary spiral 
where you're, you're trying to chase this bad money. Maybe you budgeted a certain amount of money for roofing and then you've done a, a bad install or you've discovered this and then you're trying to keep up with maintenance and repairs and suddenly you find yourself in an untenable situation. Yeah, I know. That's what I was just going to say is, is the biggest question up front is what kind of maintenance plan can you afford? Because that's going to come into play with what roof system you actually install. If you don't want flashing replaced on the front end because the HOA needs to feel like they save a couple thousand dollars, you are going to end up having to pay for that down the road in whatever maintenance plan comes up. So that's where I think with us trying to be honest and be upfront about it to tell you it's not, we don't say these things. It's because we know we see them every single day. We go out and do these repairs to charge someone to reflash an entire wall on one unit is the cost of them just going ahead and adding the flashing into a full replacement or having to redo it. I mean, it's so nowadays, sometimes it might be more expensive to redo it than it is just to do it right on the first time. So it's not, we could sit here, like I always talk about, we could double dip. Double dipping is not being honest, doing things cutting corners, knowing that they're going to have to come back to us in five years, and we're probably going to make $60,000 off that neighborhood doing a full pipe boot replacement because those pipe boots are going to deteriorate. We don't want to do that because we care about you. We care about their budget. We know what's going to happen if we don't put these good products on there. As much as we'd love to see this stuff coming back through the pipeline, we wouldn't have their best interest at heart if that's what we are doing, not being honest with them and being upfront. So when he says the passion part about it, it's the, it takes them a long time. It's, it's a lot of money involved, a lot of people involved, and we just want to service them correctly by doing it right the first time so they don't have to come back through our repair department. That's the big thing. We want to give them a roof system that's going to last them until they need a new roof and hopes and knowing that we built a great relationship and they can come to us on the next round when it's time for replacement again. Both of Holly and Carrie both said it accurately. It's the devil's in the details. The details are what puts a solid roof together. And if you don't do the details in a roof, if you don't take care of the small details, the big problems are going to arise. If I could stress anything to an HOA, to a homeowner's association board, if we're not dealing with you in repair leading up to the replacement, and even if we are, it's the vetting process is critical. If you're looking at roofing companies, really meet with them. We, we found during COVID that that went away. Really talking face-to-face, having a real conversation and looking us in the eye and asking us questions and saying, why do you do what you do? Why, why do you do this situation here? And letting us explain the, our process and what we do. Because, you know, I can tell, I can send out pictures and I can put up a proposal that has a lot of nice things in it. But me looking at you in the eye and explaining our passion of why we do it, or Holly's out there with her passion is about better than anybody, explaining the reason that we do what we do as a company as far as replacing all our flashing. The worst term in roofing is necessary. You'll hear it all the time. 
all necessary flashing. Well, we will tell you that that is just a bogus term because don't ever listen to a company that tells you all necessary because the flashing is necessary. It all needs to be replaced. But we can't tell you that even in an email. We need to be talking to you in a group setting with the decision makers and really have that frank discussion and talk about why things are important. And we want to talk about our warranty. And we want to explain with our backing with certainty with the products that we're using are second to none. And we're going to stand behind them and we've been here forever and we're not in town for a little while and and those kind of things. And we're proud of that. And, you know, if you don't go with us, we want you to go with somebody that is just as good and is going to stand behind everything that they say. You know, and that's, that's sort of where I would leave it. There are so many complicated relationships involved. You have the HOA, you have the property management company, you have the owner. Some of those units are rented. With that being said, with all of those people, not everyone can make the final decision. So that's you'd have to go with a company you can trust because there's so much liability that comes with that, not just from a monetary, monetary standpoint, but just you've got so many people's homes to look after keeping the water out, keeping that mold out, keeping keeping those homes safe and secure. And that's why you have to use a company you can trust because others look at it because it is a big project. There's a lot of money involved. They're looking at it from a quick, let's make a quick buck, and they're moving on to the next project. We're looking at it for long-term relationships. That's the difference. You guys have provided a, a lot of helpful insight for an HOA that may be uh, needing to make this decision and some things to look for. I think also important in that are maybe some red flags that may sh- need to send up some warning signs. Holly, Carrie, Derwin, can you maybe share uh, a red flag or two to sort of keep in mind as an HOA be- maybe making this decision? My red flag would be when you break it down. I think we've all danced around subjects and talking about you need this or you need that. Uh, when you talk, let's just say 120 units, that means 120 owners in a property. If you broke out that pipe boot they talked about, using the the lifetime warranted pipe boot, if you use the higher end one, if you broke it out per property owner, it's probably $3. If you broke out putting drip edge on the entire project, which is necessary to protect their wood fascia and protect everything that's, you know, just a simple thing. That $120 is it's going to cost an extra $6. So, you, you know, I, those are things that I like to bring in front of them because people don't realize that if we pay just this much more, those are the red flag things that cause a lot of problems. And then that step flashing that we talk about, that cost minimal. We're talking a dollar, you know, but people, the reason they don't want to do it is because the labor doesn't want to do it. And that's the big hidden thing. The piece of material doesn't cost much at all. It's the labor. And so we consider it part of the job always. So those are the red flags that I would always say, and that's why I brought up earlier that face-to-face it's hard for me to really explain it without talking to you face-to-face about it. But those are big red flags for me. 
the biggest thing is that these roofs stick with the HOA forever. Regardless of how many people come and go, the HOA is always going to be responsible for that. So that's why they have to keep that in mind when making these decisions that you can't run away from it. You got to face it. It's there. So just before you sign any contracts, make sure you know who you're signing up with and make sure that they have your best long-term interest at heart. Because if not, you're going to pay for it on the back end. And what we hate the most is having to go out there and fix roofs that are 5, 10 years old, even replace them or have to reflash a brand new roof. There's nothing worse than having to charge an HOA to have to go back and do that when we we all know that should have never happened in the first place. Because now that money that they should have used towards siding or concrete repairs, they can't because they have to use it to go back and fix something that they've already invested in. And that's not right. One of my red flags would be, is the crew that's actually doing the tear-off and install, are they protecting the property? Are they putting up the tarps? Are they doing everything that they can to protect the property? Um, a roofing crew can do a lot of damage to a, a community that's of any size. If they're not protecting the siding, the driveway, the sidewalks, that's a lot of damage that can be done. And I would say just make sure that whenever you choose a company, that they are taking all the precautions to, to protect the neighborhood. Holly, we briefly mentioned this towards the, the beginning of this episode, but I want to circle back to budgets because this is a, a huge part of what HOAs do. And any advice you would have for an HOA who's trying to craft that line item for having a roof installed or for maintenance? Yeah, I think the biggest thing, first and foremost, is get your roof inspected. We do full inspections for full neighborhoods. And what what we essentially do is we go out there and inspect every single roof, put boots on the roof, check all the details, and come back with a very, very, very thorough report, which breaks down all the issues that we found. It tells them how much life is left on that roof to help better prepare them for what's ahead, whether they need a replacement in five years, four years, eight years. We can work up a replacement price for them. That way they can start getting ready and prepared for what's ahead. Um what we've seen a lot, we talk about the budgets, is that with the price increases, these HOAs, they don't have the money allotted for that they originally budgeted. So we're seeing them either scale back to maybe they thought they were going to get 10 buildings done this year to only being able to afford five, or they're doing special assessments. In which a special assessment, what that means is they're having to go back to the, the owners of the properties in um, charge them a lump sum to cover the difference in the cost. So with that being said, we can help you prepare for all of this pricing. We're doing a ton of budgeting right now and just give us a call because that's what we're here for. We want to make sure that we set you up and get you aligned with the right package based on what your needs are today. And I would just follow up with that. You know, we are in the business of making money, obviously, but we do have situations with properties that we can help extend their life. You know, if a shingle is, is at the end of its life, it's at the end of its life. And that's a situation where it needs to be replaced. But if you're in front of it, there's a lot of things that we can help that property extend that life a little bit longer and let them get their budget, let them get their money in, and that helps them out. Because it does make a difference if there is maintenance that we can do on that on the property to help them maybe gain two, three years 
I'm not going to say that they can gain a ton of years on it, but they can gain some years on that building or buildings on the property. And, and that does help. I mean, yes, they pay for the maintenance and, and whatnot, but it can extend the life uh, on the property. And that does help while they do their assessments on the, on the property. Yeah, and on the other side of that, I got a great example. We had one that the whole entire eave line on the back of this building was rotted out. So they've got critters getting in there. It doesn't make any sense economically for the HOA to pay for a repair because those shingles are beyond their life. So what we did is call the property manager and say, hey, let's go ahead and price up a replacement because all that's going to happen is they're going to have to just redo all of that work. And it, those are the things that – Having our team here, we're going to be upfront and honest with you and make sure that we're guiding you in the right way because to spend $5,000 on a repair like that when you can get the roof done for nine, it's just a no-brainer. I've said it several times before, but uh, your commitment to service is also equal to your commitment to wanting to educate those who are trying to make these decisions, which is helpful for anyone who's putting this under consideration. Well, on behalf of Holly Bowers, Derwin Maness, and Carrie Gerald, I'm Jason Kong. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Works Podcast by RoofWorks. <laughs>